we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker, sitting inside a very hot little vocal booth in Arizona, and I'm joined, of course, by the marvelous Simone Roche. Well, you're kind of sunning yourself on the Liverpool Riviera, right? Oh, it's absolutely flaming June here in the Costa del Mersey. It's absolutely glorious. I definitely think summer has snuck in. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been a funny old week. Quite a stressful week, which I think gets exacerbated by the fact we are still in lockdown, even though we're starting to come out. And I don't know about you, but... I feel that as we start to come out of lockdown, it brings a kind of fresh new wave of anxiety, really. And that is, we're starting to question, well, what's the right thing to do? Because we talked about schools last week, didn't we? And the fact that schools are due to go back, of course, this week in the UK. And we asked people to get in touch and and say, well, are they going to send their children back? Yeah, we did. We put a little Twitter poll out there and 89% of our polls said they are not sending back. And and actually further, it wasn't just the poll. We got the feedback from sort of Lancashire is that they're changing what they're doing because Mm. they haven't got enough evidence. Uh, Liverpool, I think we spoke spoken about before he said that you know that they're not going to sort of comply with this and and sort of as the time as we're recording this uh, the sage committee that advises government are also um looking out to see if it is safe for our schools to go back today the first of june so it's uh it, it's definitely posing a few dilemmas for yeah. individuals for experts for for families i think it's come quite quickly hasn't it even though it's been a long period all of a sudden it's the first of june i think it's seemed like a far off deadline and all of a sudden it's here and it's just not not been enough time for the schools really completely the last nine weeks nine ten eleven twelve weeks however long it's been has felt like five minutes and a complete eternity this is what's been mad time has literally bent hasn't it over the last couple of months and it's interesting that from today of course following the complete pr disaster of the dominic cummins debacle which we won't go into because everyone's sick to the back teeth of it whichever side of the fence you land on but we know of course that from today in england you can meet groups of up to six people outside i mean looking at a lot of the pictures i've seen on social media lots of people have been doing that for a a very long time anyway but i actually went out to a bar in arizona this week simone and mm, you know when i went out on my birthday and it was that properly socially distant dining Mm. experience and they were very precise and everyone was at least two meters apart and no one even not even the waiters came near you and all of this this felt very different it was it was a restaurant and they'd got booths with not I felt enough space between them. My waiter wasn't wearing a mask. And I just thought, this feels just all too soon. I kind of, even though I had a lovely time with my friend, kind of couldn't wait to get out of there because I thought this just feels wrong. And I think this is how a lot of us are going to experience, I think, the next few weeks and months of when we're doing something for the first time in a new era, it is going to feel a bit strange. 
I think it is. And I think the other thing that has, has come back in literally to play is the Premier League. So the football coming back on the 17th of June. Yeah. So that's only a couple and a half weeks off, which again, doesn't seem like a long time. And of course, it's going to be behind closed doors. Mm. But I think for me, it was interesting because I think it was way back in, in March. Do you remember that week when we, we had that phone call at half past three in the morning oh. where you were about to get onto a plane? And, yeah. you know, it was a very interesting day because I think it was that day that there was an Arsenal match, a Premier League match that had postponed or cancelled. It seems really strange that that sort of started things. And now this seems like a big deal. Football is always a big deal, isn't it? Because of yeah. the, the passion that sits behind it, the culture that sits behind it, the, the money that sits behind it. Mm. So I still can't quite understand how you, you it is a contact sport and once you get into the the mindset of playing and in that competitive spirit I'm not sure how you kind of rearrange your your mind to to take the to take the contact into account so I'm I, I'm absolutely going to be watching that at a distance but yeah it's 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 interesting actually the the image that they put out on um I think one of the news channels today to announce the that the Premier League will be coming back is a, a football being sprayed with a flash bleach exactly as you said it's going to cause a variety of different reactions the whole time you were talking though all I could think was and yet they cancelled the women's super league season that was cancelled by the football association just last week and I know that there's a big concern that women's sport that has really come on in leaps and bounds over the last decade or so is now going to be set back because there's no equality of decision around that again it's it's really frustrating it is frustrating and I, I was interviewed this week by the Premier League Charitable Foundation on one of their like you know spotlight leaders kind of interviews so mm. it was it was brilliant it was it was almost 60 women uh, who work for predominantly like the foundations of the Premier League and stuff and it was it's really interesting and I'm re- I'm really worried about you know the women's sport because not only is women's sport like you say come on in leaps and bounds women's sport have been world leaders you know you look yeah. at the cricket the World Cup look how well the lionesses did last year i was i netball. went along to the the, yep. the netball which was amazing mm-hmm. so you look at all this phenomenal stuff and phenomenal advancement so i'm really sort of disheartened by the the council of that women's super league because we did a brilliant event at the start of the season with the uh, manchester city and man united we had the the england goalie karen bardsley and we did a q a with her and it was just fantastic it was engaging with the kicks program getting people from underserved communities not into sport but into the the business of sport and so yeah. i i think all of those role models out there i just think you know they were really changing the mindset away from sort of this celebrity world and into sort of the business world into the sporting world because you know it's done so well so i am i'm I'm, you know, I am not thrilled uh, about that at all. It brings to mind, doesn't it, though, whole conversations about equality. I mean, there's clearly no equality mm. of decision there. And I think in, in a lot of ways, what we've all been through as a community and as a society over the last few months has really shone a light on inequality. And people who may have considered themselves equal in lots of other ways and the way they were treated by society equally, looking at how they have fared over the last few months has, as I've said, shown some big inequalities. I think of people who have been lucky enough, and my husband's one of these people, to have kept his job. He's on the same pay, and yet he has no commuter costs. He's not going out for his lunches and his coffees. He's not buying that gas. It's not the wear and tear on the car. All of these things. So in fact, we've got a bit more money in our pocket from his 
salary. And yet I look at close friends of mine whose businesses that they forged for the last 15 years have gone under. They they simply cannot exist anymore. A lot of people I know who work in events go, well, I've had to just get rid of all of my staff and close my company down because there is no, there's no light on the horizon for how on earth we can ever get back to where we were or even pivot. It's going to take so much time to know how to even pivot. So it's this real shining a spotlight of we're going through this now, but how are we all going to look in a few years' time? And I think that's something we really need to think about. And that is absolutely something uh, I've just been talking about this afternoon. And I was talking about when I'm meeting one of the things this inspired young millennial came up with, you know, it's one that she just says, you know, but in 10 years, what are we going to look back on and say that we did to change this? And she came up with the analogy that was just brilliant. It's like when your car breaks down, your old banger, what do you do? Do you just take it to the garage and and put a bit more sticky tape on it and and keep it together? Do you trade it in for a a, a new model? Or do you go, do you know what? We don't need cars anymore. We're going to do something differently. Mm. And I love that. And that really stuck with me. And I think we've talked about legacy of this and what it is that you feel like and or what you do coming through this. And I know we've talked about the power circles that we, we ran a few weeks ago. We've got another round of our power circles this week. So instead of doing six regions in six days, we're doing six regions in four days this week. So I'm really looking forward to, to navigating the north again. But, I, you know, we've had over 100 people together on these, these various sessions and mm. I'm I'm actually quite excited, Sam. I think there's a real opportunity slash limited window to be able to shape and influence what the new future is. And I think we have to take a responsibility. We always talk about that. We? we have to take our responsibility to get, you know, as role models. Now we've got, we have got to use our influence. I don't think we can be sitting back. So the, the whole premise of going, well, yeah, let's not have the banger anymore. Let's not make do. Let's make a new norm. You know, all yeah. those people for years and years on this, this call, the other day someone asked you know I've asked for flexible working for years and I've never been allowed and hey ho for the last 10 weeks I've been working from home and it's worked really well I've made impact and continue to make impact in the role that I'm doing so I think that's where we all have to have our voice heard and you know we launched the Northern Power Futures podcast as well so so it's not just the grown-ups at the top we've got to listen to all parts of our community to be able to shape our own future because this is our future and we got to write our own story and influence our own story. So I am on my soapbox a bit here, but I encourage we have to stand up and have our our views heard and, and listened to. And I saw one of our community this morning and somebody who's not like an angry person, but just was was just really assertive. But the fact was, it, it was one of the local authorities were sharing the, the whole, this is what we're doing about the recovery and hear what our leaders have to say. Four white male voices, one after the other, all saying what the answer is. You start to he- not hear what they say because you're too busy focused on the fact, well, you know, you've only listened to one demographic of people. How am I included in that? So I think we have to stop and be heard. Interesting that the Prime Minister's sister, Rachel Johnson, actually made this very point this week. She said, where are the women in the higher levels of the cabinet? Why are all the decisions of the country being made only by a very small group of men? So that was interesting. Secondly, I think I agree with you that it might be time to let that old banger go. I think it would be remiss of us, though, if we didn't allow ourselves a moment of grieving because that old banger might have taken us through some really good times. And when you get to that point when you go, okay, we need to change, 
there's that time to pause and reflect and go, Whoa, this is a big moment. It's not just a great, let's pivot, let's move on. Sometimes that moment of change, you need to have that moment and go, gosh, this is how it's been. And I thought it was working out for me. But actually looking at it with fresh eyes, a change needs to be made. Give yourself that time to have a little bit of a, a moment of reflection, I think, because times are a changing and change is tricksy. Absolutely. And with change comes pain too. So, I, you know, you yeah. have to absolutely hear what you're saying, take that time, but equally take the opportunity, I think is is, is what, we're, what we're saying. Oof, that one got heavy, didn't it? Eh? I, know, I know, get us, <laughs> get us. Do you know what I need? I need some life lessons. Oh, I couldn't think of anyone better than this week's life lessons to perk us up uh, right now. The wonderful Adrian Kelby, who is the chief executive of the Office of Nuclear Regulation. She is just a brilliant human who, um, she was the one who we talked about saying that my world at the moment lacks a little bit of colour. Yeah. Um, but equally is really embracing kind of reaching out and speaking with their community. So can't wait to hear what she's got to say in her life lessons this week. Hi, I'm Adrienne Kelby, and I'm really proud to be the Chief Executive at the Office for Nuclear Regulation and also Northern Power Women's uh, Transformational Leader of uh, 2019. So Simone, in her inimitable way, has asked me to get involved in the five lessons, uh, five life lessons. So I just want to pick five of the questions that she sent me and tell you my view on those. So um, one thing I'd like to cover is what one piece of advice has really stuck with you? Well, this would be advice I got uh, probably about 18 or 19 years ago, and it was from a consultant who was in doing a role uh, very important for us at director level when I was at Big Lottery Fund. And she told me that I should be a bit less myself. She said I should speak more slowly. I shouldn't talk with my hands. Some of you know, I tend to do that. Uh, And I should really be a lot more controlled. Well, it's really stuck with me because it was the dumbest advice I ever got. My advice is be authentic, always be yourself. And if you talk with your hands, crack on. Just make sure you don't knock anything over. Another one for me, I'm going to pick the question. If you had a chance to change a decision in your career, what would it be? Uh, I'd say less of a decision, but it's probably unconsciously recognising that project management skills and delivery skills are really important. And all my uh, early learning were, were really about that. I wish on reflection I had spent more time understanding emotional intelligence and its impact on others. I'm a big fan of that now. I'm still very much learning. But I think that that's probably more important and I wish that we did more of that earlier in our careers. Another one here, what advice would you pass on to someone starting their career today? Well, I'd really encourage them to be themselves, to stop worrying about what everybody is saying, to stop imagining that they don't fit in and to stop being fearful of getting right out of their comfort zone. Uh, I'm a big believer that our comfort zone is not our friend. And the fact is, it's not just when you start your career, but at many points through your career, we have to be prepared to take risks. We've got to be prepared to get stuck in, even knowing that we might fail at something. So I think that earliest advice really would be, stay out your comfort zone, don't worry about it, and um, try new things, even if you think you'll fail, because you'll always learn something new on the way to a bigger success. Tell me about a time when you've had to be resilient. Uh, I think everybody has to be resilient in life and and very often we don't know what other people are facing. In my case, I found it really hard to keep going when my father died. Um, I loved him enormously and I still miss him every, uh, every single day. But I was very fortunate in that my team at the Office for Nuclear Regulation were incredibly caring and thoughtful. 
There are still days that I'm not 100% myself. There are very few now, but they still happen. And I'm able to talk about that with my team and ask them for their help when I need it. So I think the times for resilience are really changing, um, changing jobs, changing life, and sometimes failure. You've got to be able to draw on your team and your own respect and resilience to get through it. So never ever fear for that. Always be open. That's my best advice about resilience. And then the last one I'm going to choose is, when have you taken a risk and what happened? Well, that's a big one for me. Um, about 10 years ago, I sat in a board meeting at an organisation I had worked with for nearly 15 years. I'd gone through two different mergers and I'd had many different jobs there, so it's not like I was sitting doing the same thing for a long time. But I suddenly realised that a policy debate didn't really bring me the excitement and the interest in the outcome. And I realised that I was going stale and I decided there and then that I would leave. Now, this was really scary because I had an amazing team. We were one of the best in Europe, if not, uh, if not the world actually. And we made an enormous impact because our job was all about giving funding to communities that needed it. So it was a really, really big feel good job as well. But I decided that I needed to sink or swim. So I applied for a job I'd never done in a city I'd never been to with people I'd never met. Somewhat surprisingly to me, I got the job and I went over to become Deputy Chief Executive at Hull City Council. Since then, I've changed sector another two times, which has brought me to the amazing job I have today. If I hadn't decided at that stage to take a big risk, to, to leave my city, to leave my friends, to leave my job, to leave my team, I would never be doing what I am now. And I think that's the most important life lesson. You cannot go somewhere else if you stay rooted to where you are. So my best advice for all of that is keep changing, keep being yourself, keep trying new things. Uh, and thanks to Simone for the opportunity. Really appreciate it and good luck to Northern Power Women. Thank you so much to the amazing Adrian Kelby. Wonderful, wonderful advice as ever. She's terrific. We would love to hear from you, though. If you'd like to share your life lessons with us, just tweet us at North Power Women and say, Oi, life lessons, I'm in, and we'll get back in touch with you. <laughs> you don't have to use those exact words. Or, of course, you can get in touch uh, on email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Just let us know you're up for it. We can sort all the rest out for you. It's dead easy, and we would love, love, love to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Now, look, before we disappear off into the sunset slash sunrise, because we're in different time zones, um, I do want to talk about language. Because last week, of course, the podcast was called The Corona Coaster, which was that brilliant word that you heard first from Lara Morgan. And it got me thinking, you know, about language, because a few months ago, none of us used the word furlough. None of us used the phrase social distancing. All these new words and phrases have totally come into our language. And we've just accepted them and rolled along and moved on. And there's more coming in all the time oh there were the one that i heard this week which i loved well there was two one was a cockney rhyming slang and going you know what i've got this is my awful cockney accent and this is why i'm not southern power woman um so oh you know what i don't i don't want to get that miley cyrus <laughs> and i was like okay so we don't want the miley cyrus for the virus but the, the second the second phrase i got this week was when you're on a zoom call and people don't want to talk or something happens like a, you know a child comes into the room or a dog comes and sits on your lap or whatever that may be and that is now called the 
elephant in the zoom oh i love it i love it we've all had an elephant in the zoom over the last few months a hundred percent i nearly stood up yesterday whilst uh, on a zoom call because i had to uh, just change a bit of my speaker setting and then remembered luckily at the last minute that i was just wearing a swimming costume with a shirt over the top of it <laughs> I thought, no one wants to see that. I better just, oh, phew, in the nick of time remembered. Literally in the nick of time. Sorry, sorry, I need to stop. <laughs> Let me just say as well, I just need to high five myself this week. Two jigsaws I completed last weekend. Yeah, just saying. Wow. And and both of them are those jig ones. You know, the ones where the picture that you get on the box isn't actually the picture that you're making? Ridiculous. What sort of, what sort of torture it's is a, this? It's a cryptic, it's a cryptic puzzle. So I managed to Google, Google. But the second one I did, I was showing off that much. I didn't even need to do it. I just managed to blend my colours <laughs> and let my creative juices flow. Jigsaw show off. <laughs> I've had to stop my baking. I made three loaves last weekend, two more treacle and seed, one more beer and walnut. They lasted approximately a day and a half three loaves of bread we had we had bread for our tea literally it came out the oven about eight o'clock that's all we ate we just ate bread and butter for dinner the next morning we had it for breakfast then lunch and at which point my entire wardrobe went i can't handle this anymore and left the house so i've got to get back on the lettuce pronto you better have get that quinoa out right now Simone, as ever, marvellous to speak to you. Do please keep your suggestions coming to us. We would love to hear any of your stories or questions. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com is where you can get in touch. Of course, you can find Simone at Simone Roche. I am at Walker Sam. We would love to hear from you. So send us your questions. Send us any topics you want us to chat about or we'll be happy to wax lyrical. We'll see you next week. We will indeed. This is the Northern Power Women podcast. The next episode is coming for you on Monday, June the 8th. Until then, I'm Sam Walker and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Oh, yeah.